This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book Podcast. Going back to the Stephen King Library today. In 1977, King published what might be his most popular book, The Shining. Today, we're going to take a look at The Shining in what will end up being a two-parter as next time in our Stephen King journey, we'll be reviewing Dr. Sleep, which ends up being volume two of The Shining series. The Shining brings us two pivotal characters in the Stephen King universe. The first is Jack Torrance. Jack is a father and a husband and a writer, so far a failed writer, who has agreed to take care of the Overlook Hotel up in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. It's going to be closed down for the season because the winters are there just so bad. Apparently, this is something they do every year is they have a family come in or, or a person, and in this case, he has a family, and they're job is to take care of the hotel and basically make sure that everything stays running and it doesn't burn down. Jack thinks this is the perfect opportunity to do some writing. We are also going to meet his little boy, Danny Torrance. And I don't think this is much of a spoiler alert, but Danny is going to be the lead character in the Dr. Sleep novel. And it's one of the reasons why it was so exciting when Dr. Sleep was released, because we got to see where this little boy ended up. The summary for the book from Goodreads, Jack Torrance's new job at the Overlook Hotel is the perfect chance for a fresh start. As the off-season caretaker at the atmospheric old hotel, he'll have plenty of time to spend reconnecting with his family and working on his writing. But as the harsh winter weather sets in, the idyllic location feels even more remote and more sinister. And the only one to notice the strange and terrible forces gathered around the Overlook Hotel is Danny Torrance, a uniquely gifted five-year-old. Now, I am going to acknowledge that it is essentially as impossible to read The Shining and talk about The Shining and ignore completely the Stanley Kubrick movie of The Shining. Admittedly, there are some differences, and I have heard that Stephen King hates that movie, and primarily because he hates the changes that Kubrick made. I read rumors that Kubrick never even really read The Shining. I do not know. I do know this, that now when I interact with The Shining, when I see Jack Torrance, I see Jack Nicholson. That's that's who comes into my mind. And when Jack is terrorizing his wife, that's who I see. And the same thing with Danny Torrance. And I this is, you know, there's, there's often seen as a kind of a conflict between a movie and a book. And I think people will much more often say the book is better. And I would agree with that in that the book has more depth. You can get into what the character's thinking. Often there's just not a possibility in a hour and a half to two hour movie to encapsulate you know what's what's being written in a 500 page novel and i don't watch a lot of movies especially you know over the last 10 to 15 years i'm kind of a child of the 80s and i've watched probably every popular 80s movies and most of the ones in the 90s but then you know i just i've been doing other things but i really like the kubrick movie and i adore stephen king's novel i try to think of them as more complementary to each other i don't believe that's a particularly controversial take but again, my understanding is that the king hates the Kubrick version. <laughs> so, I mean, take that for what it's worth. There are some things we want to kind of think about as we're getting ready to go into the universe of The Shining. And the first question is, what is The Shining? This is a 
great example, and I, I think of this as a Stephen Kingism. If you read a lot of his books, you will discover that there are words that he makes up. And obviously, shine is not a word he invented. There will be others, and we'll talk about them when they get when we get to those stories. But as part of his writing, Stephen King will, will use a word and it will you know, take on the meaning for that book. That makes sense. But then you'll see that meaning and that word used that particular way in other writings. And so there's a whole Stephen King language that ends up developing, quote unquote, constant reader that we've talked about before will recognize. This is not the only book that The Shine is mentioned. Now, The Shine seems to be kind of a telekinetic gift. We have a couple questions we can ask ourselves. And again, it's a 50-year-old book. It's got multiple movies that have been made of it and such. I don't think that these are questions that are spoilers, uh, but getting into them will give us some perspective as we do our reading. We ask, what is Jack Torrance going through? And with this, is the Overlook actually haunted or is Jack Torrance having a mental breakdown? I would say that if one goes in having decided ahead of time that this is all mental illness or this is all true paranormal experiences, uh, there will be little in the book to try to dissuade a person away from that. I mean, when Jack interacts with a ghost, is, is he interacting with a ghost or is he interacting with a hallucination? The Overlook Hotel is mentioned in other books in the Stephen King Library. In those books, it's intimated that there was something wrong with the hotel. Again, it could simply be that... The Overlook Hotel drove people crazy. The isolation being, you know, if you're up in this old hotel and you're up there for months and it's, you know, 10 feet of snow, you can't even open the front door and you're somebody who's prone to some sort of mental illness that that could do it. That could set things off. And yet it. It's a ghost story where there are ghosts that are talked about. Is The Shining the greatest ghost story ever told? I have to say that it is. It is so iconic. And as much as Stephen King hates the, the Kubrick movie, Jack Nicholson's performance has a lot to do with why it is so iconic. I mean, when Jack, and even if you're, even if you've never seen the movie, most people will know the line, Jack pops his head up and there's a, there's a hole in the bathroom door and, you know, he says, here's Johnny. And, you know, the wife starts screaming. I mean, that ends up going into the pantheon of our subconscious and makes The Shining a part of our shared American experience. I'm not even sure that there's another ghost story. Uh, you know, Hamlet, I guess, would be... I'm never going to argue that Stephen King's a greater writer than William Shakespeare, and I'm not going to argue that The Shining is a better novel than Hamlet is a play. And in fact, Hamlet will be on this list, and it's ranked higher than... The Shining is. They're so totally separate and so different. Stephen King's The Shining, I, I really do think has to has to qualify as the greatest American ghost story ever told. I cannot disagree with somebody who in good faith is arguing Hamlet or even Macbeth or some uh, some other great, very, very old book or play. I, I think that's part of the fun of reading. So I'm going to call it the greatest American ghost story ever. I, I probably would rank it as the greatest of all time, acknowledging that Hamlet's probably better. <laughs> so where does, where, what kind of argue, what kind of solution is that for somebody who likes solid endings with, where we know what the resolution is. I guess that's not a very good conclusion to draw. How satisfying was the ending of this book? I very, very good, much better than the movie. Kubrick movie was 
very, very excellent five-star terrific movie that I thought really dropped it in the last 10 minutes. I think that the book, The Shining, is a better book has a is better than the movie i think it has a be- and i think it has a much much better ending a much more satisfying ending and one that uh, is far more pleasing overall ratings recommendation five stars at one point this was one of my top 100 it fell off as other books were added i think it's worth asking is this the greatest stephen king book i believe his best written book was a novel called Duma Key, which we will get to in a long time. It's a much later written book. The Shining is not one of his best written books as far as just the quality of writing, but it was very good. Good writing always means good editing. There are going to be a lot of people who would say yes. It's hard for me to argue against The Stand, though. And if you're not familiar with The Stand, when we get there, we'll talk more about why one might think The Stand... There are other books that could be in the running for the greatest Stephen King novel, but those are almost all going to be personal preference. I really have to think that it comes down to either The Shining or The Stand. And for myself, I would probably put The Shining at number two in the, in the argument of what is the greatest Stephen King book. I would, I would make The Stand the, the greatest King book ever written. And it won't be very long before we get there. So that'll be good. We've asked lots of questions, hopefully come up with some answers. What's my recommendation? Well, you know what I'm going to say, get The Shining. There are parts of this book that are very scary. I read it for the first time when I was quite young, maybe 12. And I was very scared by some of the uh, ways that the creepiness and, and even maybe if you want to use the word evil of the hotel manifested itself. This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book.